Dinks. Welcome to Dentist in the Know, your backstage pass to current trends, politics, and education in the dental world. We are dentistry source for honest, relevant information. And with that in mind, this is JB's News on the Go with Dentist in the Know. So introducing to you with all the relevant information, Dr. Jennifer Bell. So first off, I want to give everybody a heads up, if you're not an ADA delegate, that there's a really interesting resolution coming forward, and I bet our guests will have a little bit to talk about on this subject. Um, There is a resolution coming up to address amalgam use in clinical dentistry, Um, and, and this is an interesting modification or take from where the ADA has sort of stood on amalgam dentistry for quite some time. Um, I don't dare to have an opinion on this quite yet. I want the the house to really vet what direction they want to go. But for the for the first time in quite some time, we're seeing uh, amalgam as a restorative material coming up for full debate in the ADA house. And so I think this will be an interesting opportunity for us to have an open conversation about amalgam use. And I think that there's some some interesting twists that I'm seeing out of this resolution, um, some of it having to do with environmental protection with the use of mercury, also an equity debate. So the, so while we've always debated the merit of amalgam and its use in clinical dentistry as a restorative material from a very uh, scientific perspective, I think, um, th- there's a lot of politics actually starting to come into play with the use of this material as well. So this could be a very interesting discussion amongst uh, clinical uh, specialists and dentists all over the country. And uh, I certainly will be watching to see how this settles. Um, Certainly, so will lots of other organizations as well, as they look at their own existing policies to determine if it's time to make some modifications. In addition, I think in particular, I guess our guests were sort of spurred to come on a little bit by another fellow guest of ours that came on um, probably about eight months ago, Dr. Brandon Walker, specifically talking about direct restorative materials and the ADA's current endeavor to seek uh, guidance and commentary, but also to create policies and procedures for full carries removal and direct restorative material placement. So I'm eager to get our guests' opinion on this particular committee's work and also what they expect to maybe see out of this particular uh, finding. The publication is expected to hit JADA sometime in 2023. Open comment period, which I mentioned a few weeks ago, closed at the end of August. So they've sort of collected their due diligence. They have um, sought all the counsel that they are going to seek. I believe the committee is now deep into their um, decision-making phase and coming up with final uh, discussion points. So as a restorative dentist, I'm eagerly awaiting just to see what I have to put up with later, I guess. I don't know. We'll see if this is actually beneficial or not. In addition, um, I thought this was really interesting. So in Boston, I think last week, there was a dental uh, new up and coming companies and ideas within the dental space. It's called the Foresight Dentech Conference. It was held in Boston. 
I believe there were 30 different companies that presented new and innovative ideas within the dental space. Um, so there were lots of attendees uh, there for this particular conference to talk about all the different startups that were within the dental space. The winners of the competition were Keystone Bio, which was a developer of a novel therapeutic that shuts down a driver of chronic inflammation and uptime health, which simplifies a dental equipment maintenance and purchasing using predictive analytics. I know I'm actually excited about both of those. I think there's a lot of unique opportunities within the dental space to address chronic inflammation and more and more um, articles are coming out. Not not too long ago, an Alzheimer's connection with chronic inflammation and periodontal disease. We've got the cardiovascular link, pregnancy link. We've also got cancer links. So there's a lot of uh, commentary and discussion around chronic inflammatory disease processes like periodontal disease and its contributory factors towards other systemic presentations. So companies that are invested and looking at opportunities to identify and treat I think are definitely worth giving um, some additional consideration to. And then those companies that are out there hopefully streamlining what a small business owner has to go through on a daily basis, not just with the clinical dentistry of being the widget maker, so to speak, in our own little factories, but also managing the staff and the maintenance protocols and other things, the preventative maintenance requirements, facilities maintenance requirements, of running a small business. So I love that companies are finding that this could be a good endeavor from an entrepreneurial standpoint and certainly from a profitability standpoint, but also addressing and identifying a need in the dental space, which I can tell you is certainly required. So with that, you know, I posted a link of um, a lawsuit that was settled just this week on a pediatric case, it was a $95 million settlement on this particular case out of Texas. Um, I think there's a lot to learn from this particular scenario. So if you have a chance and want to dive into the nuances of that pediatric case, I think we can always learn from uh, our, the learning experiences of our colleagues so that we can continue to provide excellent patient care and patient safety. And with that, that's all I have for today, guys. And that wraps up another podcast for Dentists in the Know. On behalf of Dr. Jennifer Bell, Dr. Chad Duplantis, and myself, remember that we've got a great profession, so let's make it a great day, dinks.